0: Welcome to PopEx Cast, a podcast that brings together the worlds of pop culture and science fiction in a way that breathes life into our inner child. From nostalgia to all things retro, pop culture news, film reviews, and the retro rewind, we explore all realms of geeky goodness. So find your comfy spot, top off your glass, and don't forget those pizza rolls in the air fryer because it's time for PopEx Cast. You're listening to Pop X Cast, where science fiction beats pop culture. Pop X Cast. Here we
1: go!
2: PopEx Cast. I was born in it. Molded by it. PopExcast. <laughs>
1: for oh, by the power of grace call all
0: We're doomed. here with Tyrell more human than human is our motto no,
1: no, no. here's Johnny Never had a pet pony. Hasta la vista,
0: baby. Popex Cast. Captain's Log Supplemental.
1: Megasonic Teenage. What the S? Sh- I
2: am the one who knocks. Excelsior!
0: And Excelsior, welcome, guys. This is Popex Cast, episode 140. What? W- 140?
2: What? Didn't we just celebrate like 100 Dear like, yesterday?
0: Goodness, we're getting old.
2: I feel old. <laughs> I,
0: I, actually, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. <laughs> kind
2: one. of feel that. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this young spry lad down here uh, below us is not feeling that old. Austin, are you feeling? How are you feeling today?
1: I don't know, man. I I watch so many things. Like my eyes are slowly <laughs> getting worse and worse. I am starting to feel old. Is that bad? His brain is
0: <laughs> his brain is melting. It's bad. His,
1: it's, it's like, I'm going to have to change really? my prescription because my eyes are going out. No joke. So like my body is withering away. Tried to play Frisbee the other day. My knee is shot. Like what is going on?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Wait till you hit 40. Wait till you hit 42, to- bro. Wait till you hit 42. <laughs> totally I just, you know, it's, it's not, it's it's, not good. It's not it's bad. It's not a good better roses for yep. anybody. Uh, well, speaking well, we're of breaking down, I uh, know, man, we're getting old, <laughs> but you know what we are? We're continuing on with the nerds and, um, it's, it's good to be a nerd as a 42-year-old. I'm just going to say that right now.
1: Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah it's pretty cool.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It is pretty cool. But, when, man, the chat room is, is, is hopping right now. I, I, I want to give some shout-outs right at Hi, the top Brent. of the show. Uh, look at this. we got I got Marvel. John Poffenbarger's in the house, Alicia's in here. Uh, we've got The View with a with Drew, The View with Drew. I've yeah. uh, got up? S.J. McFly, our neighbor next door. Hello, Shane. How are you doing?
2: Hi, neighbor.
0: Won't you be my neighbor? Hi, Man. Hi. So, this is going to be a great show. I'm not even going to do any formalities. We have got a lot of material. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about origin stories today. If you're not familiar with this, this is something that Popex did when Austin first joined the team as Popex Cast. We would break down as these series were coming out on. Back then, Netflix and stuff like that, we would unpack these characters, these 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 people in the Marvel world, and give you a little bit of a heads up a week or two before the character dropped, either in the cinema yeah. or on the series of the streaming platform that you were watching it on. We're bringing it back. Origin Stories Returns, episode yes. 140 tonight. Moon Knight is coming up tonight. If you've never seen an origin story on PopEx, go back to some of our '60s and '50s, right around the '40s, '50s, and '60s episode this numbers, episode. and you'll see you'll see kind of what we did back in the day. This is going to fall under origin stories.
2: Man, we did so many good ones. We did Wonder Woman.
0: We did Wonder Woman. The yeah.
2: Celestials.
0: Celestials long before the Eternals oh my came gosh. out. gosh. Yeah, it was great. So uh, we good. even did all the mini shades of the Incredible Hulk and explained why Hulk has yes, all the. Yeah, remember, remember
2: that too. That was a. Did the one. the contrast between the thing and man thing.
0: We as did. Well. We oh, did. Swamp thing and man thing. Yeah. Swamp thing and man thing. Oh, yeah. right. thing, and man yeah. thing. Yes. So good. But um, Austin Burke, go ahead, man. Get this thing kicked off. Let's start episode one forty.
2: Dive in.
1: Dive in. I think one of the good things about the origins too is they age very well. Right. A lot of this stuff is topical that we talk yes. about. So right. You can come back to this Moon Knight episode four years from now and it'll and be just as impacted. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So exactly. That's one of the great things, but uh, welcome to Pop X, where science fiction meets pop culture. I'm Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart. We'd like to welcome everyone joining us live in the PopX.live chat room. Hang out with us. Join the conversation at PopXcast.com. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, for the first 10 to 15 minutes, we've run down the headlines since our last show, and then we deep dive into all things nostalgic on the retro rewind. Then at the halfway point, we hit on the show's topic, and today... And probably the next time you see us too, but in television version, we're talking Moon Knight, and I can't wait.
0: <laughs> Lindsay Badger, you are chuckling over there. What is going oh. on, Joe? Yes, ma'am.
2: Are you Austin's dad?
0: Dad? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> someone
2: in the chat wants to know if you're Austin's Joseph? dad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is Joseph me.
0: your dad, Austin?
2: <laughs> well, well, oh you know, well yes yes i am I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am your father and you came for my loins i'm
2: sorry but that just <laughs> that tickled is me awkward in just the right way
0: no we're cousins we're um, we're, we're first cousins um <laughs> our daddies are brothers
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they are see there you go so that's There's that's how connection. that
0: works but uh you know um i would like to say that i had a small little snippet of helping austin explore the geek side of him as a kid small well i'm you know i'm being large (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh anyway i have got to continue on this show oh my god you guys have just derailed me what's up shanae how you doing (laughs) (laughs) good to have you thanks shanae uh so good to see you shanae um so moving on here Uh, daddy (laughs) you my daddy i am joseph burke central Florida's season comic book nerd and retro enthusiast and founder of Pop X Cast. Now, um, I want to say that we have a really cool group of creatives called the Creative Multiverse. You see the, the logo over on the right-hand side with the little sun and the Creative Multiverse. You see that QR code down below? If you scan that QR code, you can come and join our Discord channel. A lot of times throughout the week, a lot of my artists like myself and Lindsay and other great people from the Creative Multiverse are live streaming. We're in there on the Discord channel, either in audio or video. You can come hang with us, talk with us in real time. Uh, We usually will stream on Twitch, but we hang in Discord, and then we talk while we're streaming. So it's kind of cool. Come join us on the Creative Multiverse. It is a hodgepodge. You don't have to be an artist to join. You can just enjoy everybody else's artwork, which is kind of cool. true. So come join us.
2: And the Creative Multiverse. (laughs) In the <laughs> hey guys, I'm Lindsay Badger, your favorite Oki, also the Wrangler of the Burks on this show, but I don't do a good job of it. And I am not related to either one of
1: them. <laughs> Mom? No. <laughs> Aww.
2: Okay, maybe unofficial sister. <laughs> yeah, I'll accept we'll take that. It. <laughs> All right, so if you guys missed our last episode, which was number 139, we did break down. The great movie that just released called The Batman. I don't mm. know if you've heard of it. Small movie. We talked about it. Small movie. Broke it down. It was really yeah, good. Yeah. Also, on our retro rewind for that episode, we discussed Flight of the Navigator, which was quite a nice little treat. It was. Um, make sure you go over to our official website, popxcast.com, to go check out the replay of that and all the other good shows that are in the archive.
0: <laughs> of it's geeky good stuff. goodness. That's good, exactly right. Geeky
2: route. goodness. That's <laughs> right. Of geeky
0: goodness. John, I will be your daddy. <laughs> I, I will be your daddy, John Poffenbarger. I want you to yes. know that. Oh, my God. You know All what? Right, it, it, the funny thing, our audio people are going to be li- watching, listening to this on the, on the replay, not seeing oh the video. Gosh. They're going to be like, what are they talking about? I don't what, know what's, what's happening. What is going on? Listen, we audio you, pod- podcast friends. <laughs> audio podcast friends, you have got to come over, watch the live stream on YouTube of episode 140. And then somehow in your collective conscience, everything may click together um but uh who is your favorite actor playing a superhero lindsey badger the oh look at you you're getting some cues up in your girl oh okay go ahead and answer it and think about it for a minute.
2: Can I marinate that? You can. can just yeah. Just yeah. Okay, let me finish Put this some KC while, Masterpiece in. Okay. While I'm thinking about it, I need the chat to do me a favor and go hit that thumbs up button right now. Please. And while you're right Please. there next to that button, there's a share button as well. I want you to click that. And if you haven't hit the bell or the subscribe or any of the other buttons, that there's lots of buttons. Click all of them. Just Ding. click them all. Ding. That would be super great. Podcast friends, I'm going to talk to you for a second. If you haven't yet given us a review, if you wouldn't want to click all five of those stars for us, maybe say something nice about the show. That would be super awesome, too. Love you a long time for it. All right. So <laughs>
0: it's, it's true. We love you a long time.
2: We do. <laughs> I'm going to pull you guys. I, I love the good looking ones. Okay. And I know they cast the good looking She's ones. She's going for with a
0: Hemsworth. Reason. She's going with Chris Hemsworth. Or Momoa, Stephen
2: Amel.
1: Oh, Green Arrow.
2: I just love him as a person. I've followed him on, on social media, and he's just an all around good person.
0: Okay, <laughs> and he, he's beautiful, he is a good dude. Yeah, so to I would say yeah.
2: that he's probably definitely top five. I don't know if he's number one, but he's definitely in a good collect, good collection right. of beautiful humans.
0: I, I feel what you're throwing out. That's
2: there good pull. I feel him. Yeah, that's like good. Pool.
0: That's yeah. good. All right, guys, well, let's go ahead and get into some news. We only got four segments for you this week on PopEx News, but don't go anywhere. PopX Headlines is coming your way. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is PopEx News coming to you live right here on PopExcast.com. Austin, you got to do it,
1: bro. Ugh.
2: I'm we sorry. We're having such a good time. I know.
1: I watched, I was in um, the ballroom getting ready to go into the Critics' Choice Awards and watched a lot of these celebrities react to this news
2: oh, when it no. came on our phones.
1: And it was a very quiet 20 minutes when we all got those notifications. Mm. So it was, it was interesting to see how his actual peers responded to his death. It was very interesting. But starting out on a somber note, uh, it's best, uh, best known to us, Superhero fans as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in Marvel's The Incredible Hulk, Captain America's Civil War, uh, Avengers Infinity War slash Endgame, Black Widow. William Hurt has died just shy of his uh, 72nd birthday. He also received an Oscar nomination for his role in the graphic novel adaptation The History of Violence. Mm -hmm. One of four nominations in his career, he won Best Actor for 1985's Kiss of the Spider-Woman, which despite the title, is not a comics-related film. The actor revealed in 2018 that he had terminal prostate cancer and was taking an experimental treatment to minimize the side Mm. effects. This news was (laughs) devastating, not only for all of the reasons that I'm sure you all will mention, but as comic fans, we were looking forward to way more of him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Red Hulk because we kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. he had, losing, I, I think, it was
2: primed and ready for that to happen. Yeah,
1: I they
0: were setting he, it up. So I believe he filmed some scenes in, in in She-Hulk, right? Didn't he film some stuff yes. in that as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's in now. Now that this happened, though, they may cut out that storyline entirely. I would like if they left it in, but we'll have to see. Man, I've, I've, I've uh, seen
2: them keep parts of it, but just keep it shorter than what they originally. You,
0: you know, to, I had but, a I had a thought when this happened, and I was. William Hurt is a, is a phenomenal actor. I, I know him from 80s movies, not specifically as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, okay? And I was thinking, I had, a, I had a thought. I was like, what if they go back to the original Hulk and bring in that General Ross, which was? Oh, that'd be fun. Do you remember who that was? Who the actor was? Yeah. No. The dude with the big mustache—you don't remember—he talks kind of like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I
1: I can't remember his name. Dude, it's like right there.
0: Maybe the chat can help me out. Crap. Uh, But he
1: looks the part to a T.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he's perfect. But what if, with the multiverse,
2: pull it in, make it happen,
0: bring in another General Ross from that. Mm -hmm. Now I don't want to discredit anything that William Hurt's done. He is just—he is literally. His civil war all the way back to the incredible Hulk humble beginnings, 2008. I mean, uh, geez, Louise, I can't, uh, yeah. Sad, sad news. Yes. Very and it's, sad. it's, it's, it's fleeting me the name of the actor. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do a no, no one. I'm going to have to Google this Hulk general. <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to have to do it right here in real time because I, I, I want to make sure that the, the information that I'm conveying is, is accurate. Um, that is none other than uh, – it even shows his picture, but it doesn't show the name of the actor. <laughs> Are you serious? Hold on a minute. I got to do this. Let me just do this, and we'll move on. Uh Sam Elliott.
1: Oh, yeah. It was Sam Elliott. Sam oh,
0: yeah. Elliott.
1: Sam yeah. Elliott. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> wow. Oh, my God. He was unreal as the character. Now, granted, I think they were both incredible. I completely forgot that was Sam Elliott.
0: Sam Elliott. Um, There's two uh, who, General Rosses. If you, if, wow, if if Ang Lee's version is considered canon in the multiverse,
1: that's crazy. And Sam Elliott is is getting, you know, there was a little dead period, right? But he's coming back in a lot of these Yellowstone type westerns on on Paramount. Plus. Oh, he's so such I, a great I, actor. He's massive right now, man. But, he's massive. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, I'm no discredit to William Hurt. I was just thinking outside sure. the box in the multiverse. What can happen? That'd but anyway, Lindsay Badger, yes, tell us about what's coming this year.
2: Okay, uh, well, if we we take a moment and reflect back on 1982, good year, the original Star Wars trilogy had yet mm. to conclude, and Khan's wrath was making William Shatner scream on the screen, <sighs> and the Masters of the Universe debuted in Toy Stores. At this time, there was no f- filmation cartoon that existed to popular popularize. The catchphrase is like, I have the power.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It didn't exist yet. So it was just the toy line that was combining all the sci-fi and the barbarian fantasy and making boys go wild and crazy over this stuff. I did. Yeah. So four decades later, there is all of these pop culture phenomenon that re-brings all of this back to life. And they come up with new series of these cartoons. Well, boys and girls, they're going to come out with a new toy line to celebrate Mattel's oh. 40th anniversary He-Man figure. Cool. Later yeah. this year.
0: Highly articulated. I got a, There's a picture of yes. it on the screen right now. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I believe he's 10 inches tall. And they're going to do some backwash paint on the muscles to make the muscles de- be more defined as not just a plastic mold, but they're putting paint to show the definition of the muscle tone and the sculpt of the actual figure itself. That's nice. Cool. Um, yeah. And it's going to be better a, than
2: the originals.
0: Right. Now, I don't know where this is going. To, it's it's going to be sold by Mattel. I don't know. I know Mattel has a contract with Walmart distri- Distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where you're going to be able to find this just yet. This was just announced literally three days ago. But oh, if yeah. you are a fan of He-Man, wow. this is going to be a big figure. It's going
2: to be in the it's toy book This, this um, for the Christmas. Yeah, you yes. might,
0: might want to get your wish book out.
2: Get, get it out. Get that you know Sharpie. Start Get your circle, Sharpie. Circle what
0: you want. And Santa Claus will bring it to you, all right? But, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I I definitely want to try to track this down because I am a... I'm I know a,
2: Joe's going to try to get <clears> the, <throat> the castle so that he can have a battle. I don't have
0: any weird... Castle. I have the original castle. Yeah. Oh. I have the original... Uh, snake. You've you seen it, too. I have Castle
2: Grayskull. I
0: have okay. Snake Mountain and Castle Gr- I have nowhere to display them. Though, but I'm just, you know...
2: I know exactly where it is in your closet, too. You do, That's yeah. That's really weird because I've never been to your house. Anyways. <laughs> <You're crazy.
0: laughs> what is happening?
2: That's so uh-huh. strange. All
0: right, we're going to move on here. All right, so... Good God. It's been a week for Marvel TV shows that's formerly called Netflix Home. But oh. on Wednesday, right. guess what? Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and Punisher joined Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the latest additions to Disney+. Plus. Now, that puts the vast majority of Marvel's television series under the rooftop for the first time under the yes. Disney umbrella. Now, however, it may also... have been a prelude to a continuation of the Daredevil series, as we know. Now, the new issue of Production Weekly lists a Daredevil reboot among Marvel Studios' upcoming projects. Now, rumor outlets have essentially said the, the same thing since the show was canceled in 2018. This is different because Production Weekly is a Hollywood trade magazine and not a press outlet that speculates on rumor mills. And while the project is questioned is still unannounced, we don't know what it's going to be or what it's going to entail, Mm -hmm. its placement here suggests that Marvel already has a time frame in mind for the return of Matt Murdock and Charlie Cox.
2: Yeah. Well, I have my parental controls updated on my Disney Plus.
0: I don't have p- <laughs> parental controls on anything. I'm just gonna let let it back.
2: Um, it makes sense. I mean, we just saw the <clears throat> he's showed up in Spider Man, so it just makes sense that they're gonna be bringing that back to life and making that a thing to to really like rev it up mm-hmm. for the next movie.
0: I'm excited. Fun. The reason I'm excited about this, I was worried about these shows coming to Disney in transition. Of Mm -hmm. being highly edited.
1: I was worried about this. Me too.
0: If you've not noticed this, I I believe uh, The Verge and ComicBook.com did a side-by-side comparison of fight scenes. The most gruesome R-rated, bloodiest gore scenes of this series and Punisher, nothing was edited. Yay! Nothing was edited. What does that say for the new series in the reboot revival that's coming with Daredevil? They have a really great template to work with, and they're probably yeah, I mean, going to keep it rated R. So, fingers crossed. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, they,
2: they, that, that notification came through, and they were like, make sure you're okay with <laughs> MA stuff. And I was like, bring, bring on the MA, DC, y- let's go.
0: Junior sales in chat, <laughs> He-Man versus Daredevil. Let's go.
1: Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Man, that would, be, I don't know that, if, that would be crazy. I don't know if they've reported this yet. I don't know. Even if they haven't, it. it's not breaking news. This is just someone I know. So take it with a grain of salt. But I hear the uh, cast, the whole cast is returning from the show. Yes. Everybody. Foggy, <sighs> air, all of them. They're all coming back. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: yeah. Such a good series. That,
0: uh, that makes me happy.
1: That's just what I've heard. That's so good.
0: Yeah. You know, well, of Austin Burke, you have the last news segment of this show. So go for it.
1: Oh, maybe the best news. Of the maybe, night. maybe um, this
0: might be the highlight. Yeah,
1: this might be it. Um, Star Wars the Mandalorian has become a key part of the sci-fi landscape over the past few years and now it looks like Disney Plus will be adding a new icon from the genre to its cast. On Friday, the Hollywood Reporter revealed that back to the future star and <laughs> sc- oh my god in sc- Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Christopher Lalloyed, no, Lloyd Lloyd will be joining season 3 of the Mandalorian which is currently filming in southern California while the character Lloyd is playing is currently on wraps, The report describes it as a guest star role. It's unclear at this point, how many episodes Lloyd could ultimately end up appearing in after several of the Mandalorian's (laughs) guest starring characters have returned for later episodes. Guys, this casting is bomb, (laughs) dude. So good. (laughs) Dude,
0: this star Wars series that John Favreau was a part of over there at Disney and and Lucasfilm He's pulled in so many cameos. It's I mean, such
2: a good project. Oh, yes.
0: It is Just so good. It's all around. Yeah. And I think John Favreau, in a way, is paying homage to pop culture as a whole. Sure. I mean, yeah. everything that inspired him growing up as a kid, I mean, Doc Brown and the DeLorean, yeah. what kid, what 10 year old kid was not blown away by that in 1985? Yeah. I mean, I know I was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, if Christopher Lloyd, he's still kicking butt. Man, he was in nobody. I mean, the dude yeah. was willing a shotgun in nobody.
1: Come on, he was he was unreal. Like I thought, you know, okay, he's getting older, he's gonna settle down. No, 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 no I see him in so nobody. Good. I'm like, the guy still has it physically. Dude, he's hit, was- he's hitting his prime. <laughs> yeah, he's just now entering <laughs> his prime. It's I amazing. need to go
2: back and watch Nobody again because I forgot how Great. good. Oh,
1: that so was. Good. one of my favorites of that year.
0: My yeah. gosh, I just love that movie so much. Yeah, But I'm excited. Are you excited for Christopher Lloyd in Mandalorian Season 3? I mean, that's pretty... If you're excited, let us know in the chat. Leave a comment in the chat. And uh, if you're watching this on replay, please do so. Type us an email. Send us something on Twitter. Yes. Let us know, because this is exciting. That Doc Brown joins the <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> oh canon and becomes Crazy. solidified. Now, he's in Star Trek? Yeah. He, he was... I mean, dude, he's in everything. In everything. Doc, Christopher Lloyd's amazing. He
1: played rick in the rick and morty like come on man the live action (laughs) that's crazy dude so good (laughs) oh the mandalorian (laughs) oh my god
0: (laughs) yes Yes. oh my god dude that is the best one of the night right there that was awesome
2: he was even he was in that promo for the adams product adam project too
1: oh yeah he was (laughs) the
2: mandalorian
1: Isn't
2: that because that is, it was about
0: time travel and they were like who best oh, to know
2: this so other than this guy Mandalorian I'm <laughs> so good no,
0: John Poffenbarger single-handedly brilliant. wrecking our show
2: right uh, now John John,
0: John. Oh, man. oh man are you guys ready that's for some awesome. retro rewind oh yeah alright guys we were gonna and
2: rewind let's
0: do it alright so don't go anywhere we got some retro rewind coming your way got a great one here for you this week I hope you guys dig this this is gonna be some stand by me so we'll be right back don't go anywhere
2: retro rewind
0: rewind. rewind. and we are talking about one of the greatest movies to come out of 1986 and a movie that spoke to me on many levels as a kid growing up, and that is "Stand by me." So if you don't know, Stephen King wrote a series of short novels, not full complete works of novels, but he wrote these short stories, and one of those short stories was a was a an adaptation called "The Body," and it basically centered around this group of kids finding this body on the railroad tracks essentially is, is, is the premise of the movie mm-hmm. and them um, coming to terms with their own life after seeing their first ever dead body in, in in out in the wild you know and but then we have this adaptation which just sprinkle it goes to show you that Stephen King can doesn't necessarily have to write horror film to have a good yes you know what I'm saying yes. he he doesn't need to write horror all the time and um, I remember watching this with um, uncle Matt uh, and and your mm-hmm. and your and your father Tim uh, Austin. I remember watching this. They had rented the movie, and um, we were in the um, we were in not the house on Long Fork, the one before that up on the oh, mountain, okay. up on the mountain in in Virginia, oh, yeah. and the one that had the fireplace. I don't know if you remember that house, barely, yep. but yeah, but I remember we were all in the room watching this together mm-hmm. for the first time, and yep. it was like nineteen eighty seven. I believe oh. it was just, I was look, I mean, I, I think about it and I look back and, and you know, I don't know how you guys feel about the film, but that memory of being there with my uncles as an eight year old kid watching this for the first time, it was pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's a great moment for me. Um, so I want to get, uh, I want to go, let's start with, usually I start with Lindsay. I want to start with Austin, then Lindsay this time. We'll see what, uh, switch it up. Austin, what did you think about stand by me?
1: Yeah, this is, this, this is one of the defining 80s movies for me. Um, it, it, it's one that, you know, it hit me as a kid because obviously you're going to relate because it's about a bunch of kids, right? But it hit me as a kid because I, I could see pieces of myself in each of the main characters, mm. um, whether that be kind of what they're dealing with, how they're responding to each other, what they're learning, the fear that comes through them um, after that event at the beginning. There's just, there's a lot about this group, the way that they come together, uh, that you can relate to. Even, and I know it's an 80s movie, but, you know, even myself growing up in, in the early 2000s, really, I mean, kind of like 90s, but early, early 2000s, there's so much that you go through as a kid that's just put on full display. So, you know, even though you know, King is known for his horror, he's known for scary... This is one of the best coming of age stories Mm. ever. Like, not just ever. Oh, in the eighties, no, ever. It's that good and it's that well written. And I, I think just the choices all throughout them. That's what I got from rewatching this uh, yesterday evening. I was watching and just almost analyzing it in a way that I was never able to as a kid. I'm like, and and a lot of it is Rob Reiner because I think Rob Reiner is a phenomenal. Uh, especially when you look at that time, right? Maybe not as great now, but back in the day, man, just banger after banger after
0: banger. He had his so, finger on it for sure. The pulse. Yes, yeah.
1: like, but but his directing style, his the cinematography, Joe. That shot that you posted on your Instagram story is one of the most like iconic, iconic and beautiful shots of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but then the cast, man, holy cow! <laughs> you don't think about the cast like the main one here for me is River Phoenix. Like River Phoenix. His, knowing that we never got to see him fully develop into that and then kind of seeing shades of that in Joaquin nowadays, it's so, like, sad. But when you go back and watch something like this, you're like, man, he was good. Not just he was a top-tier talent at that age. But you combine all of those things into a Stephen King film that goes beyond being, I mean, really touching a horror movie, a little bit of that, uh, but turns into something else entirely, man. I love this film. Yeah. I watched it as a kid, loved it. I watched it as an adult, and I'm able to analyze it and just see so many techniques in it, man. I think this movie's freaking phenomenal. Yeah,
0: and you know, we we're, we want to talk about Richard Dreyfuss as well. His role in this movie as yes. the father oh and the God. author, who is essentially narrating and telling the story and writing it on his computer while the story is unfolding.
1: Love the narration. And uh, you love
0: know, it. we got a screenshot of Dreyfuss right there in front of his computer and uh, nice. "Stand By Me" talking, and um, it. it for me, I want to go to Lindsay right after this. Uh, for me, it was that somber cello of Stand By Me, the symphonic mm-hmm. version playing in the mm-hmm. background, that gave me chills, you know? Da, 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 yeah, da. beautiful. Da, da, da. It was just, I, I just, something about that song, Stand By Me, I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's, it it's echoes in the annals of time how amazing, the Lean On Me and Stand By Me <laughs> are by far two of my favorite songs of all time. And um, But Lindsay, I want to I get the female perspective. I want to shut up.
2: Alright. Well, sh- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> Scream, uh, guys. This I don't recall watching this. I don't mm. know how I missed really? it, but here's the thing. Whenever I was watching it, I had a lot of callbacks to other movies in this era. I, I mean, other than obviously you had a star-studded lineup of actors that
0: yeah
2: i mean obviously they're all so young that you almost didn't even recognize them. like will wheaton
0: yeah. oh my god will i was Eaton. like
2: is, are we sure this is the same kicks i mean he doesn't even look like the next generation will wheaton he's yeah a baby
0: yeah
2: so i mean just just placing them in the the movies of their futures is just you can see that that's where their power comes from at such a young age they're so good at what they do so it doesn't surprise me at all that they continue to have such wonderful careers but the tone of the story the tone of the movie that 1950s Mm -hmm. run around and your parents don't care where the heck you are until the sun goes down and probably even after that they don't care either as long as you show up for dinner yeah Yeah. you know that was basically the gist of how these kids lived which was great because you know you have the tree houses and going to the candy store and buying Mm -hmm. all the junk and you know the whole thing gave me sandlot vibes it gave me goonies vibes it gave me a little bit of forrest gump vibes that's good feel of just good american story being told and of course, I didn't even know it was Stephen King until I saw the credits at the end, adapted from blah, 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 Stephen King. Cause you know, yep. I don't pay attention, clearly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I was just like, huh, that's a Stephen King show, huh? It didn't, it wasn't super scary, but I mean, obviously, yeah, there was like one body that was like, kind of covered with some trees but other than mm-hmm. that there was nothing mm-hmm. uh you know it, we, we even had a little bit of grease vibes in there with the car mm-hmm. playing chicken with the truck on the sure. road yep.
0: yeah
2: and the you know the little greaser gang being you know causing <laughs> trouble around town knocking
0: mailboxes down <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly
2: yeah. i just love that whole feel and it really makes it you go back to a time that does no doesn't exist anymore. it was pure it's and innocent. so pure
0: yeah uh, I agree, Lindsay. I, that just delights my heart to hear that you've got the gist of the film, the heart <laughs> of this film. Um, I, you know, there's this one scene I got to share. This picture. Um, there's this. I'm going to show you guys a picture right now on screen. This picture where River Phoenix is hugging Will Wheaton, mm. and his character breaks down because he realizes he wants his brother back. That broke my Dude, heart. Dude, let me tell yeah. you something. Oh,
2: my God. My dad hates I watched
0: me. this Friday night. Oh, my God. I watched this Friday. And that, Austin, that's when you re- retreated my story, and I watched this. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there literally in the house all by myself. Alex was Alex was still at work, and I was sitting there bawling like a baby. It just touched me so much. And the the, the emotion that these kids at this age, especially River Phoenix, the maturity. Yes. Mm-hmm. of such, what a beautiful soul river phoenix was and it sucks yeah. what happened to him i mean yeah yeah you know it, it's it's a tragedy because i mean river could have been one of those method actors like his brother
1: oh yes
0: big time yeah. but it's really sad and it was an emotional it was emotional for me you know every time that scene comes up
2: yeah that moment
0: it was it's just it, it grabs it pulls my heartstrings. So, with all that said, guys, you know I, I want to make sure that we uh, allow. For me, uh, the score was obviously beautifully accompanied. Um, practical effects. There really wasn't. Don't need it. Not for a story like this. It didn't Grounded. need. It didn't need anything yeah. too too crazy. No. Um, the uh, the the lard ass scene was amazing. <sighs> I love it. You know, oh. you're stepping into the mind of of oh, will. classic. It was great. You know, he was becoming a writer, and he's trying to make this story up as he goes yeah. around the campfire, and so good, so classic. And it was just a blueberry puke massacre. It was awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so bad.
0: Yeah, but we gotta we gotta score this thing. And um, Austin, Lindsay, and myself will go in that order. What you rate? Stand by me.
1: Gosh, guys, I. I might be a little outlandish with this one, but the, I like this more than Goonies. I, I This is my wow. coming of age story. I'm, I'm going i uh, I'm going to go a 95 with Holy my score. I, I, cow. I, I, think, I think this is one of the best 80s movies of all time. I really do.
2: Wow, that's very high praise. I
1: really don't disagree
0: with you, bro. Yeah. yeah. This might be one of the best child group adventure movies. Yeah. That we reviewed on PopEx, aside and from it the holds up,
2: it
1: holds yeah. up so freaking well, man. Like you're watching this in twenty twenty two going, dude,
2: it, it looks beautiful. You know what's yeah. <laughs> you know what's so crazy about that is that really if you think about their adventure, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of railroad track. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot of railroad tracks. So I mean, so simple. you have you have the little river with the leeches. You have a run with a train that gets kind of scary on a bridge. But other than that, there's a whole lot of railroad tracks. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's amazing how high that storytelling power is. Yeah. Mm, yes. You know, it's all about the actors and and, and it's the, the cutscenes
0: though women. too. Like yeah. you know, we have John oh. Cusack as Will Wheaton's brother in this. Yes, that is great. And it, I, you know, a lot of people are like, I forgot Cusack was even in this film. <laughs> and but. But he's struggling because it's just four months after he died, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Four months after he died in this movie, I think. I, I, like I think so. Yeah. And it's just it was it wasn't fresh. Long. It's fresh, you know. Very. Got killed by a jeep in an accident. That just this yeah. f- a fluke. Anyway, awesome. Ninety-five percent. Lindsey Badger.
2: I'm gonna go with an eight point two. It's pretty oh, good.
0: That's awesome. Let's oh. go. I'm gonna go with a probably an eight point nine for me. Mm-hmm. Uh this is up there with one of those films that I highly regard. That's good stuff. I, I try to watch it at least once a year. Uh, and I you know, I I've already logged it three times on my uh letterboxed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's the way it is. That's how that's, that's how the, awesome. what do you guys think of Stand By Me 1986? It's uh Stephen King's adaptation of it and uh you know Rob Reiner's uh screenplay and adaptation of the novel, obviously with the score and just the child actors that they chose. Not to mention we have Kiefer Sutherland in here, which is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah crazy. But uh, what do you guys rate it? Leave it in the chat right now. If you're watching on the live stream, let us know what your score is. You can do 8 point whatever. You can do 88%. It doesn't matter. You can um,
2: do 2.4% uh, if you really didn't like it. Uh, that's not that's good. Okay, that
0: would dude. hurt. Yeah, we're going to just we? – we'll block you right now if you do that. No, anyway, we I'm sorry. just joking. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But uh, leave it in the comments. If you're watching, listening on the audio podcast – Be sure to let us know. Drop us a tweet on Twitter or on Instagram. Let us know what you thought about Stand By Me on the Retro Rewind on episode 140, okay? But with all that said, are you guys ready for some origin stories?
2: Let's unpack it.
0: Okay. Well, man, this is going to be great because I honestly, I have no intro at all for... for That's (laughs) okay. I have no... um, I have no audio soundbite for an origin story. All right, here we go. Or, or origin story, 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 <laughs> starting now, Moon Knight. There. How's how that? There is it that, is. Is that good? I love that. that. Okay. Great. Yeah.
2: And clip and keep.
0: <laughs> and keep. All right. So, um, if you're not familiar with how we do origin stories, there's a lot of dialogue involved. So, hopefully, you guys can hang with us for the duration of the next 20 heavy, minutes. But it's good. It, it is script heavy. But you're going to notice some names in this script as we're as we're each of us are doing and spending time on a certain section of Moon Knight's origin story. Be be sure to listen for key names that you're going to listen for and see in the series. Yeah, specifically, yep. you're going to hear a lot about the Bushman. You're going to hear a lot about Khonshu. Yes. You're going to hear a lot of these, and we're going to help you kind of give you a little bit of. The backstory. So when you go and see this series launch, uh, literally in 10 days from today's date, you're going to be like, oh, I remember what they said about on Pop X. I know what the Bushman is.
2: Get out your textbooks and turn to page 42 Uh and get your notebook and pencil sharpened. We are about to go to school.
0: All right. So we're going to do this. And the beautiful thing is this is going to be live stream, so you can always come back. And I will tell you this this much, guys. I do own the Marvel latest edition of the Marvel Encyclopedia. It's a book about that thing thick uh you can find it on amazon it's about 125 dollars if you find the latest version of it um but i did pull a lot of this information directly from the marvel universe encyclopedia i want everything to be as accurate and as current as possible so that's where a lot of this information came from Uh, some of the side stories and stuff came from the marvel fan wiki i want you guys i want to give credit to those guys as well specifically on some of the things in the latter part of uh, today's uh, show's the abilities and powers, and then trivia is where that part came from as well. But we're going to break it down into sections. We're going to have Moon Knight origin story. We're going to have early life. All right, so you're going to learn his mercenary life, because he was in the military. Becoming Moon Knight is going to be section four. And then section five, personality, section six, abilities and power. So you're going to have all of this tonight before we end the stream. Without further ado, I want to get you started. You guys ready for this? Some Moon Knight Let's origin go. stories dropping to you now. Mark Spector, that's the name, that's him, better known as the Vigilante Moon Knight, was once a mercenary left for dead in the desert where he was revived by the moon god, Khonshu. Now, appointed as Khonshu's fist and high priest, Moon Knight, enacts justice to protect those who travel at night. Now, Mark also has disassociative identity disorder. Some of his alters being millionaire Steve Grant, alter ego, it's still the same dude, and cab driver Jake Lockley. Hmm. Interesting. So we, we are dearing, dealing with a guy here who has many lives. Hmm. In the beginning of his career, Mark fought crime on the streets with the help of a network of informants, including his best friend, uh, Frenchie, who is uh, Frenchie Duchamp, and a homeless uh, Bertrand Crawley, uh, I believe as uh, a diner owner, and Jenna Landers. So those are three names that you now definitely want to remember for sure. Uh, since the early days, Mark has mostly worked alone, uh, but he's also been a member of a few superhero teams, including West Coast Avengers, The Secret Avengers, and The Heroes for Hire. If you don't remember that, Heroes for Hire was also Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. So we're talking about (laughs) some Hell's Kitchen love in here. Recently, Mark discovered that he had a daughter named uh, Deatrice with his longtime lover, Marlene uh, Alron. Uh, But when Khonshu sensed Mephisto's plans for world domination, Mark left her to fight his gods side by side to prevent that from coming true. So he's literally fighting for the gods here. He's fighting on behalf of the gods. When Khonshu uh, succumbed to when Khonshu, I'll get it out when Khonshu succumbed to madness, however, Mark had to turn against him and help the Avengers defeat him. The own god that's inhabiting him. Following Khonshu's imprisonment, Spectre established the Midnight Mission. The Midnight Mission is a group of elite people. That are kind of like the defenders, but under the moonlight wing to offer his help to any night dweller. That's a cool word. Who might need his assistance? Now, Lindsay Badger is going to give us some early life. That's of right. Chad's the moonlight. already
2: like Mephisto. <laughs> it's, a thing. it's a thing Mephisto Mephisto has returned <laughs> yes, he's a, it's, it's all a Mephisto thing. Yeah. Yes it is Alright so we're going to break down the early life uh, Mark Spector was born in Chicago, Illinois And he was the son of a rabbi Who as a child had managed to escape From a Nazi persecution After Hitler invaded Czechoslovakia Well that's fun Yeah uh, Mark grew up on the poor side of the city Where his father El Elias Mm -hmm. was the target of discrimination. Mark couldn't understand why his father wouldn't ever fight back against the persecution. Um, And he grew up with his younger brother, Randall and his father would walk his kids to school every day. But him being a rabbi caused Randall to be bullied. But Mark was there to defend him. His father was very disappointed with the boys, violent nature and their obsession with war. And he believed that he should concentrate on their education. But his wife dismissed this as just boys being boys. (laughs) During the last years of their childhood, Mark discovered by chance that a close friend of his family, Rabbi Yitz Yitz Perlman, was in reality a Nazi deserter and secretly a serial killer of Jews named Ernst. Mark's fighting instinct kicked off for the first time when he fended off against Pearlman to escape his grasp. Pearlman later disappeared without a trace. This traumatic event also caused Mark to develop a dissociative identity disorder. The first alters developed by Mark were Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley. Shortly after, Elias decided to Intern Mark at the Putman Psychiatric Hospital. Well that's
0: far. That's convenient. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mark was approached for the first time by an Egyptian deity, Konshu.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, claiming to be Mark's true progenitor. After his father's death, Mark was allowed to leave the hospital temporarily to attend the funeral and a late luncheon. But after hearing Konshu's voice, he ran away. After his death, Mark resented his father, mm. believing that Elias was embarrassed by him.
0: Interesting. So his
2: daddy issues.
0: So his daddy, so, you know, his daddy was a very religious man. Yes. And so he was raised, he's raised a Jew. Um, and so uh, he, he just got a lot of, he's pulled in a lot of directions. And at a very early age, as Lindsay was saying, war and fighting even with his very, siblings and family was this always
2: violent nature,
0: violent nature person. And we all know that is definitely the construction and construct of a very great superhero story. So um, Austin Burke gets the joy of giving us mm-hmm. a little bit about his mercenary life here.
1: Well, it's already crazy too, because Lindsay, what you said about Conshu, it, it almost, it reminds me of the scene we saw in the first trailer. Where mm-hmm. it looks like Konshu is approaching him for the first time. That may be pulling straight from the comic books. Well, I, believe, I, it I yeah. believe it is. I believe
0: it is. Yeah. That's why we're doing this because these names you're hearing Jake I mean, Lockley.
2: That you having a kid, you being a kid and having some weird voice talk to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That would scare the crap out of me. You,
0: we very well could see him as a kid being torn from his country. Oh, my God. Coming mm-hmm. to America and hearing this voice. Lindsay, I mean, you,
1: you just described it perfectly.
0: Yep.
2: So,
1: all right, all right. So, mercenary life, another interesting aspect to his story. Mark enlisted in the Marines and served for three years. So, uh, we know there is a, a special set of skills in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. On a second tour in Iraq, his super uh, superiors caught notice of Mark's bizarre behavior. After his past was dug up, Mark was dishonorably discharged. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a notch in his past for later. Yeah. Uh, he later joined the CIA Worked with several people who would later interact with Moon Knight, including William Cross, Amos Lardner, and his brother Randall Spector. Now, let's talk about the kids really quick. Randall, at one point, killed Spector's girlfriend Lisa with a hatchet. <laughs> to
2: oh my God! Her
1: from exposing a gun running scheme, <laughs> Spector retaliated with a grenade and assumed Randall was dead. So those boys getting into trouble again. Let me tell you, <laughs>
2: those boys will be boys. Dude, boys before, will be. Before
0: boys. you continue on to the second, next paragraph, uh, who do we know Ethan Hawke is playing? Do we know the character he's
1: playing? We know he's a cult leader. That's that's all I know personally. He's a what cult if he's leader. playing Randall? Oh my God! Okay, oh anyway, go God. ahead and continue on. Wow, Joe, you're blowing my mind over here.
2: Speculating right. the specter.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. I love right. this. Um. Once he left the CIA, Spectre enrolled in illegal fights where he befriended Frenchie Duchamp uh, and both became soldiers for hire. Okay, you got a little superhero yep. team up sort of prior deal. to being yep. a superhero. That's pretty cool. Uh, they took on several assignments, mainly in Africa and South America. Spectre later went to trial for assassinating the president uh, of Bosque Verde, a South American country. So, dang. Uh, in the words of Loki, he has a little bit of red on his ledger going in. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, just
2: splattered everywhere.
1: Just, just a lot. After Spectre and Frenchie met Raoul Bushman in Egypt, they traveled to North Sudan near the Egyptian border for a raid on an archaeological site where Bushman killed the lead archaeologist, uh, Peter Alrom, to find an Egyptian pharaoh's tomb. Oh, we're getting Here closer. Here we go. We're getting closer. Um, Spectre. Punch Bushman to protect, uh, our, to protect Alron's daughter, Marlene. Furious, Bushman mortally wounded him in the desert, killing everyone in the place except for Marlene, Frenchie, and a villager willing to tell him the secrets of the tomb. Spectre managed to reach the tomb before he collapsed, and Marlene and the crew laid him beneath, uh, beneath an idol of, here it comes again, Khonshu. <laughs> mm-hmm. His spirit had an encounter with Khonshu, who promised to save his life in exchange for his service. Mm. Okay? So that's when Spectre agreed, although he later considered this encounter a hallucination, so he didn't know whether it was real or not. He just knows that he agreed to somebody. May have been himself. Uh, Restored to life. He punished Bushman's men while Bushman himself escaped. So there is your true origin. That's the meat and
0: potatoes right right there yes yeah yes so you know uh, if you guys are watching the stream right now i dug up this really cool panel uh it's on the stream and moon knight is talking to frank castle and i'm going to read this before i read my section hello mark are you still crazy moon knight a little bit are you still murdering people a little bit how's your imaginary god he's good how's your dead family Oh my God. That'll give you a little idea of what you're dealing with here. All right. So that's savage. Wow. <laughs> Savagery. It's
1: going to be crazy.
0: Yeah. All right. So becoming Moon Knight. All right. So having finally found a purpose in life, Spectre applied himself fully. He moved to New York and with Frenchie and Marlene, now his lover Marlene, and developed the costume, the equipment, and persona of Moon Knight. With a fortune made from gambling in addition to supporting his new career of fighting crime, he began using his Stephen Grant persona as a financier and Jake Lockley as a cab driver whose purpose was to gather information at the street level. So he's hes not crazy. He's crazy, but he's not crazy because he's got different people doing different things, and he's literally got his finger on the pulse of the entire city, from wealth and fame to a lowly cab driver, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so – Anyway, moving along here, uh, where am I at? Uh, all right, so uh, Stephen Grant persona and the financier Jake uh, Cab, uh, his original persona with its multiple facets faded kind of into the background. We, Mark Spector kind of faded away. He lost touch with reality wow. in a sense, still leading four separate lives Four separate lives, uh, put great mental stress on Spectre. Lockley developed a network of informants, including the homeless uh, uh, Bertrand Crawley, diner owner uh, Jenna Landers, and her two sons, Ricky and Ray. Now, Spectre's first major job as Moon Knight came when the committee hired him to capture a werewolf named Jack Russell. He succeeded in a large part thanks to the silver crest that he was equipped with that's on his chest. There's a there's a crest emblem that's on his chest, and he can actually remove it. So if you see the promo images, Moon Knight is holding, and it's kind of a down angle. He's holding this half-mooned kind of... I like a, it's like a, a boomerang type thing if you if you will. Uh so uh, he succeeded in large part thanks to the silver crest that he had and however he learned that the committee planned to turn Russell's sister into another werewolf and use them both as weapons. Now he did the honorable thing and switched sides. Specter and Russell shut down the committee. Now Specter faced now you can kind of see there's going to be some blade vibes into this. Yes. Got to let you know that, right? Okay. So Blade and Moon Knight well. has had many run-ins. Just, just kind of setting. Spectre faced Conqueror Lord on his own before briefly joining the Defenders to bat the Defenders. There you go. Heroes for Hire. And a life model decoy version of the Zodiac. All right. So the first skeleton from Spectre's closet to bedevil from whom Spectre rescued was the Thing. We're talking about... The Thing from Fantastic Four. Okay. Okay, we are talking about him. Uh, He met Spider-Man for the first time when they teamed up against the masked Marauder, uh, who at the time called himself the Big M and employed the original Cyclone. Uh, Moon Knight had reached the big time and encountered supervillains with more frequency. Very early on, he had faced a serial killer dubbed the Hatchet Man, who claimed to be his brother Randall.
2: That makes sense, since he hatcheted Lisa. It makes poor a lot Lisa.
0: of sense, uh, since he cut his frig. out. Yeah, that's that's that's. Dark. Yeah, poor Lisa. That's <laughs> Poor Lisa. That's dark, Lindsay that's Badger. Nice what else dog. you got for us here?
2: Well, let's carry continue this on here. Uh, Specter investigated the death of Amos Lardner when his body arrived in a crate on Spectre's doorstep. Wow. How convenient! That's I nice. bet she was two days shipping. That's lovely. Um. <laughs> He learned that Amos's brother James had become a test subject in a CIA experiment, one that Spectre himself had participated in. And when Amos investigated, he was forced to undergo the same treatment and committed suicide as a result. Eww. Wow. That's, that's dark. Spectre faced other menaces, some superpowered, some insane, some simply ambitious, but all. Dangerous. Mm-hmm. He confronted the slasher, a man slaying homeless people in an effort to find his father. Well, okay, all right. Mm. A man's. Um, he tracked down Bushman and sent him to jail, but Bushman struck back by having Midnight Man, a more recent foe, destroy Specter's idol of Conshu. Oh, rude! <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
2: By this time, Spectre was convinced that Khonshu had given him his powers and was well, as well as a focus in life. His precarious self control broke down until Marlene produced another idol, which she claimed was the original. Oh, tricky, tricky.
0: Uh,
2: Moon Knight's major foe, Morpheus, trigger word, uh, (laughs) turned out to be a patient of Dr. Peter. Alrun what how would you say Alrone? Al Alrone. Yep. Marlene's brother. And the idol of Konshu sustained Spectre again when he first encountered the Black Spectre, who tried to terrorize people in supporting his bid for mayor. Mm. Nobody, including Dr. Alrun, believed Spectre when he claimed that Knowles was the Black Spectre, but Konshu gave him the strength to prevail.
0: So, summary here, uh, you can kind of see that uh, there's some definite tie ins. We're seeing a lot of stuff of Bushman. Bushman yes. has already been cast as the series. The actor has already. Uh, you can go this and. Be the and big bad. If you Google Moon Knight uh, series uh, actor list, you will find and you will see the roles that they're playing. Although now Ethan Hawke's role has not been mentioned. I kind of want to mm-hmm. think that that might be Randall.
2: He's gonna be Maybe man.
0: it would be cool if it was Randall. I'm just it saying would be. it would be yeah. cool, but I don't know where that's going. But uh, Randall is the Hatchet Man, so that's that's now Austin. You're gonna you're gonna finish up Lindsay's part, and you're gonna go in, into a little bit of personality as we're kind of bringing it home here. Yeah, on this.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So we can hit on the origin just a bit more here. So uh, we'll start out with a battle with the fly that left Spectre unable to walk, but he clicked, uh, quickly recovered to stop an ancient Egyptian curse. Spectre briefly hosted the spirit of a priest of Khonshu. We got a lot of Khonshu within yeah. this yes. fortune story, uh, which helped to integrate his personalities. But later, Spectre suffered another serious mental breakdown and decided to abandon all of his alternate identities to settle down with Marlene. By reconciling with his father's legacy, though, he found a measure of peace and decided to retire from crime fighting. This... this There's always a woman. I mean, just think of where they can go with this. The show keeps going, man. Oh, my God. Um, So as part of his new life, Spectre gave up uh, his Grant identity and sold the idol at a gallery in Paris. He had a vision, however, telling him that the image is delivered up to evil. Mm. Called back to action as Moon Knight, of course, he returns. Uh, He learned that Marlene could no longer tolerate his schizophrenic behavior so she left it. Oh! In the, that sucks. <laughs> In the Egyptian Valley of the Kings, Specter met three ancient priests of Khonshu, who told him that Khonshu had been ch- uh, had chosen him as an early champion and gave him new weapons. Only later did Specter realize that Khonshu himself was influencing him subconsciously. So. That's a lot you're gonna to have to convey in this TV
2: show. That's I'm t- a lot. I'm telling to you, th-
0: it's it's mental. This there's gonna be a lot of mental illness in this show. I'm interested to see how well they convey the many Keeping personas.
2: That internal storyline is going. To be yes. Very it's, tricky.
0: It's going to be very tricky, but I, yeah, I, I think Marvel and Kevin Feige can definitely do it. Awesome. A little bit
1: of James McAvoy is split. Yeah. Kind of comes to mind too. Maybe yeah. Some James, yeah, split would be interesting. Um. So now we get into his personality. And this, this is really, I think, the, just the highlight of what we need to know about this entire series because it's all about his multiple personalities, okay? Moon Knight can be best characterized by his relationship with Khonshu, of course. And whether that is derived from his own mental illness or from actual divine inspiration. So there's something that the audience is going to have to try to figure out as we go. Yeah. When Mark Specter first awakened at the foot of Khonshu's statue, uh, it was ambiguous whether his survival was truly Khonshu's doing or if Specter merely attributed uh, everything that had happened to the moon god. Later, stories introduced Khonshu as an undeniably real god, employing Moon Knight as his agent. Subsequent takes on Moon Knight, however, would attempt to walk back that revelation that Khonshu was real, once again questioning whether the drive to be uh, the Moon Knight of Vengeance was all in his head in the first place. So essentially, <laughs> go, yeah. It's complex, bro. It series, is it
0: is complicated.
1: We have many runs with many comics saying many different things. One saying, all of this is in his head. The other saying, oh, this is a god that is actually sending Moon Knight out to work. So which route will the series go? I think that's the most interesting part for me. I,
0: I think they need to simplify it. I think that, that you know, the idol, they need to have the idol. Sure they need to have the moon god the Khonshu, and he needs to be sent out, and the voices, you know, that, that portrayal of him as a kid hearing the voice, but yes. then him dying in Egypt with the Bushmen and then yes. laying him at the foot of the Kanchu idol. I think that we need yeah. to see that.
2: The God: I, that's you know, That sounds
0: like the origin story that we're all you know, kind of going towards. All right. So I'm going to continue on Austin's part of personality and we're going to go into abilities and powers. And that's pretty much it on this. So presently, it seems as a Mark Spector is both mentally ill and an agent of higher power, if you will. Khonshu does exist and has chosen Mark as his avatar, but Mark's mental illness sometimes causes him to experience conversations with a Conchu that is only in his mind. Not with the actual God. So he's hallucinating oh, schizophrenia tricky. there. There are also uh, discrepancies over whether Mark Spectre was already a schizophrenic or disassociative from an early age, making him a convenient host for Kanchu because where he's mentally ill, well, we can just be uh, basically a, a a a virus and attack his mind in, in a way. So, or if Conchu has imposed his mental condition upon Mark. That's interesting. Did Conchu cause? this disassociated personality disorder. A lot, man, there's a lot of things to unpack here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Khonshu is a god of multiple facets, and Mark Specter has taken on multiple identities in the past in order to properly represent all aspects of this god. Now, this includes his original alter egos as Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, and Moon Knight, and uh, representations of uh, Captain America, uh, Wolverine, mm-hmm. and he's even portrayed himself as Spider-Man. In the comics, uh, communicating with him or a recent set of identities and attire like Mr. Knight. The pictures you will see of Oscar Isaac without the Moon Knight attire, but he's in a white suit and a white mask kind of doing this thing. That's Mr. Knight. That is another. So we will see Mr. Knight. We will see uh, Oscar Isaac's Mark Spector. We will see Moon Knight. We will probably see Jake Lockley as the cab driver. We've seen, and we will probably see, um, who's the other one here? Uh, uh, there's another, oh my God, there's so many. I, I can't even begin. Unlike most superheroes, Moon Knight is willing to brutally hurt and maim yeah. his opponents, and sometimes has even killed his enemies, as is seen by his ripping the face of Raul Bushman, or <laughs> carving crescent moons in his victim's foreheads.
2: Oh mm. So oh my spoiler
0: alert has even killed enemies as in scene by ripping off the face of Bushman.
2: So he Hi. did.
0: So okay. little this is comics now this is not the show. all right. So abilities and powers. we're gonna unpack this and then Lindsay is going to give you some trivia. Over uh, the course of his life, uh, he was a boxer. He was a U.S. Marine, mercenary, costume superhero. Mark Spector has become an expert at hand-to-hand combat techniques and various martial arts. Now, he is an Olympic-level athlete and skilled acrobat and gymnast and excels as a combat strategist. His only weakness is brain damage and mental illness. His mind is his biggest enemy. Now, his laundry list of abilities include, but not limited to, the following. I hope you guys are sitting down for this. Take notes. All right. He's an expert pilot. He's an expert detective. He's an interrogation expert. Master marksman sniper. Weapons master. Master of martial arts: judo, uh, Scrima, karate, uh, muay thai, uh, kung fu, krav maga, uh, sila, uh, dambé, uh, savate, and pressure points. He can literally make you fall to your knees by hitting your shoulder in a pressure point. Here. Multilingual. I think he speaks up to five languages. He's resistant to pain, insanity, torture, and can simply shut off his mind from all pain. At a it just gone. He's also telepath resistant. Having multiple personalities helps him thwart off mind control because he can just literally go to another realm into another body and be another person while sure. he's being tortured at the sure. same time. Yeah. Strength, uh under the light of the full moon, Spectre can lift easily two tons according to the Marvel Encyclopedia Good on a crazy. full night on a full moon. It's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so, there's a little that's bit of a laundry list. That's some Man. of his powers. So, when the full moon is out and this dude's prowling, he's probably at his maximum strength and capacity.
1: Man, that's crazy.
2: Uh, Recorded entertainment in the chat asks is this going to be MCU canon? Do
0: we know? don't know what part of the MCU uh, what it's the reason we're doing Orden's story. We're giving you the the comic basis of Mark Spector. Yeah. And so when the show airs in 10 days from now, we can come back to this episode and be like, okay, that yeah. they pulled from that. There's Bushman, there's this, there's Jake Lockley, there's 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 Mr. Knight. We we know kind of the the gist, but lindsay has got well, and, got the fun part. His,
2: yeah. In, in in just one quick little thing. In this the the past bits that we've just read to y'all, there's a lot of reference back to having relationships with the, the defenders. Right. So yeah. if the defenders are considered canon, I would think that this would tie in that way, which is kind of a roundabout way of doing it because it is still a series, it's not a it, movie, um, it's not going to be
0: just like to tag that onto that movie. Lindsay. I, I the director yeah. Of Moon Knight went on to say this week, I believe it was the last week, that currently Moon Knight is not associated with any of the MCU characters. This is an origin okay. story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just literally it's like a Tony Stark Iron Man origin story. Yeah, uh, that we're getting, and so where so, he's going to go from the end of this series very well could end up for Heroes for Hire nice. with Luke Cage and Iron Man Yeah, like um, I think so. Um, that. It could very well go that route, and if it does, that's going to be
1: awesome crazy. So Lindsay, cool. you got right, some guys, cool got nuggets for you. A
2: couple of trivia nuggets. So uh, you know, the next time you go on trivia night, you'll have some ammo in your back pocket there.
1: Moon night knowledge.
2: All right, moon Knight knowledge. <laughs> Here we go. All right, so he is actually a non-practicing Jew. Uh, yeah. jokes he likes to joke to other people that he is a pagan Christian compatible. <laughs> that is his relation his religion status. Yeah, that's good. Man, that's good. Pagan <laughs> Christian compatible. That's good. Um, every Hanukkah, Mark received a card from the thing Ben
0: Grimm sending him Hanukkah cards.
2: <laughs> He's so nice. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. great. Oh my gosh. Um, he is combined with Spider Man to become the Almagation Arachnite, Almagation
0: Arachnite, Almagation
2: Arachnite in the 2018 comic Infinity Wars. Oh my God.
0: Think the Iron Spider, but with Moon Knight powers
2: oh that's 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 not friendly neighborhood spider no, no at that's, all.
0: that's 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 gonna tear some stuff up at yeah.
2: all uh specter has died twice uh between being res- and you know he died between being resurrected by his buddy the god Kanshu. sure well, know, he's, he's been he's dead twice so he has been killed twice okay uh, in the comic book story Arc Avengers versus X Men, Moon Knight took the side of the Avengers. I remember you. Oh. That. Nice.
1: Uh,
2: so instead of because they were fighting his god, and his god went a little crazy. Got a little wacky. Well, con you crazy? All right, and in 1999, Moon Knight Volume Four was nominated for Favorite Limited Series by the Comic Buyers Guide Fan Award. There you go. So it must be good.
0: It's it's complex. It's a complex story. Yes. But sir. uh, you know, it's
2: very dark. So very that horror. ends it.
0: So that's the end of 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 Mark Spector's origin story, Moon Knight origin story. So, you know, all three all three of us here in the panel and all of the people in the chat you're going to hear these familiar names, I'm sure, in the series to come. You're going to come back to this episode and you'll be like, okay, they, they talked about that. They talked about Check the
2: boxes. Yeah,
0: you, you got it. So I'm interested to see how much of this is going to yes. be adapted to screen. Yes. Um, so that's a beautiful thing about these origin stories. We don't know yet. So I, I
2: think that's one of the things I love the most about doing this series is um, being almost prepared
0: mentally going in. I I
2: feel like you get more out of it knowing that backstory a little bit better.
0: And Moon Knight is a lesser known character in the MCU. So he's not someone like Spider-Man or Banner or Stark. You're, you're, you know, everybody knows that story, but somebody specific like Moon Knight. And that's why we're here at Pop X and we're going to continue to do this. Uh, There's going to be characters coming out of Miss Marvel and things. And we have many more opportunities To unpack, Uh, we may even do a Morbius one. I'd love to do a Morbius one, but uh, we'll see how that goes uh, because i got to be out of town the week. Morbius is going to be on screen, but we'll talk about that later. I know. But uh, if you guys enjoyed Origin Stories, we would love to know what you guys think. I know it's a little lengthy. There's a lot of dialogue, but there's a lot of meat and potatoes in here that's going to help you guys. So when you go and you watch the show, you're going to definitely be in the know on a few things, and specifically names. And identities and abilities for sure. So you're going to come back and you're be like, I know that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Popex. But uh, if you guys, if this is something you want to see in the future, please let us know. We were so excited to be able to put this together for you this week, and uh, we're we're just uh, we we can't wait for this series and Oscar Isaac's performance as Moon Knight. It's going to be uh, truly awesome. And I can't wait to unpack this series right here on cast as well. Uh, Any closing thoughts or anything, Austin or Lindsay, you have? Any questions about uh, Mark Spector or Moon Knight or Disney Plus or whatever?
2: I just have to marinate on all this information. It is a lot.
1: (laughs) I'm curious to see how they integrate this into the larger world, though. Do they focus on more of the street-level heroes, or is this their way of you know bringing in blade for the first time because mm. uh, because those characters they've interacted right we could get a ghostwriter we could get the return of john bernthal's punisher man the yeah. the possibilities are endless yeah but i do want to see a solid origin before any of yeah. that so let, let's see what season one holds that's it that's exactly right
0: well said well with all of that guys we're going to wrap this episode up 140 has been a banger man it has been packed yeah. full of goodness uh, Austin Burke, if you would be so kind as go ahead and roll us out. Um, we'll get this show wrapped up.
1: Sweet, yeah. So many nerd nuggets in this episode. Right? Um, I'm Austin Burke at the Burkeinator. You can search and find me and uh, hopefully talk in Moon Knight on my channel, but we're definitely going to talk about it more so on PopX cast. We're part of the newly formed creative group known as the Creative Multiverse for more great media content, artwork and more. Find us on Facebook groups and now, like we said, on the discord at mm. the creative multiverse scan that little code get in that group if you are a creative produce content or have a talent we want to see it would like for you guys to share it in the multiverse
2: absolutely right. Uh, pop x is also all over the social medias you mm-hmm. guys can find us pretty much anywhere that's popular facebook instagram tumblr twitter i bet you there's even like a myspace out there somewhere because you know joe make sure we're mm-hmm. in all the good spots i'm there um all those tags are going to be at pop x cast and you can even send us an email if you want to pop at gmail.com and don't forget our website, PopXCast.com, for all the future past shows and all the awesomeness that you want to know about us is all right there in one spot for you.
0: Yep. And Alicia, I want to be sure to highlight her comment over in the chat. She said uh, this is really, really cool. She's like, I didn't know anything about Moon Knight. So this was helpful. So awesome. let's go, I Alicia. Do. Thank you our so much. Our job is done here. Our job is yep. done. If you are the only one tonight, Alicia, thank you for tuning (laughs) in. But we know we know better than that, Um, and so I'm still on Mandalorian. I can't get that out of my my head. Thank you, Poffenbarger, and I am Joseph Burke, aka at Joseph Burke Arts on social media. Court's hats off to always. Amazing, my team PopX, Lindsey Badger, awesome Burke. You guys are literally the spine and bones of what we do here. Um, But that's it for this episode, 140 Cast. We'll see you next time in two weeks on episode 141. We probably won't do a Sunday night show. We'll probably do a midweek show, like on a Wednesday night. Um, Probably, uh, see, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Morbius comes out March 31st, is it?
1: Yeah, I think so. March 31st?
0: So So we'll probably have to do maybe like April the 5th or 6th. Because sure. I have to be out of town in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The week in Morbius comes out. Woo-hoo. But I do want to make sure that we cover that episode and we cover that movie on PopExCast. So we will schedule yes. that. Um, probably tentatively looking uh, – I'll look at my calendar right quick. Probably looking at April the 6th will be our next show, which is about two weeks and four days out. Okay, So mm-hmm. from all of us here at PopExCast, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for being you. And uh, you know what? We'll see you next time right here on the Popex cast. We appreciate you guys so much, more than you know. Take care. Have a good one. Bye,
1: guys. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for being a part of the Popex family. If you liked our show, please visit our YouTube page. Be sure to click subscribe and tap the notification bell so you'll know when we go live next. Visit our Discord channel by clicking the QR code on screen during our live stream, or simply visit bit.ly forward slash creative multiverse. Connect with us on social media by using PopXCast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.